You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Alex. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Good. See, you're teaching a little small engine shop? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How's yeah, that going? That's another way I can work out my cranky times. Ah, uh, I crankshaft. See. You don't get it. Know. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Good for you. I love working on that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. On oh, the the kids in that class, they're good. Yeah, that, they yeah. enjoy it. Yes, we've got a young lady in that class, and she's doing a very meticulous job of taking mm-hmm. that engine apart, and she's not torn anything up. You know, done a good job. Are the boys different? The boys vary, yes, but they're a good bunch. Good, they're fun. Yeah. I know there's probably a lot of people listening, you know, you start tearing something apart where you get to that point where it's like, oh man, I was over my head. I was over my head. That's true. That's why we tell them, take pictures as you take it apart hey, and then you that's can a pro at least tip. have the pictures pro to tip. refer to later on. That's yeah. right. One time we had a uh, Polaris Ranger that caught on fire, like in the middle of the dirt road. Got a bunch of, uh, you know, the new parts ordered for it because we went in and we we're like, oh, how much to you know, repair this? And they're like, you know. 20 11 D billion dollars and you're just like okay well, we'll do i'm gonna do it myself and mm-hmm. so i order all the parts you know that i think i need then i tear that whole thing apart and then it sits in pieces for like three months for the parts to come in and then once they came in i just started looking at it. i was just like oh man do i remember anymore do i remember mm-hmm. i didn't i i i a little trial by error from that point yeah what was interesting is i ended up needing like two more bolts oh yeah <laughs> that's unusual yeah. that's unusual but yeah usually it's the other way around uh one of the things that's interesting in that class we don't usually allow the uh, phones in oh, the okay. classrooms but in that classroom we allow the phones so that they can take their pictures good good yeah that's good one little extra of taking that class yeah you can have your phone with you so i had a couple questions from people mm-hmm. um the first one um is from anita Anita Miller from our oh, church. Yeah. Hi, Anita. Hi, Anita. Uh, she wanted to know, were there only Catholics before the Reformation? Did Martin Luther start the Protestants with his Reformation? For the most part. There was some uh, actions before that. Uh, the uh, uh, Huss, uh, was it John Huss, had, had spoken out against the church at that time, and it was about 200 before, at least 200 years before the Reformation. So there was some nudge uh, challenging some of the constructs of the Catholic Church of that day. Okay. But uh, they were small and usually squelched with uh, persecution and martyrdom. But, uh, yeah, the the Catholic Church did a lot of good containment at that time, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't. And that's partly because church and state were so joined. Yeah, yeah. And so no, whatever the church said, the state enforced, and yeah, it was back and forth. So the Reformation, in fact, the Reformation itself had quite a bit of challenge yeah. at its inception and the 92 theses on the... Yeah. Well, I mean, getting a, a Reformation in a, just in a church body today is a struggle. Nevertheless, if you join that then with the entire federal government, right. it'd be a nightmare it would. today. Yeah. But uh, so that's where the Protestant... The, I'm just trying to make sure we covered her I'm, question. I'm, I'm sure there were others. That's the one that comes to my mind, though. Okay. Was Huss's uh, 
I mean, he was pretty much on track with where the church is today compared to what it was. Okay. I think we covered that pretty good. Um, the next one's a big, big question. All right. Um, self-adjusted here. And, and the question is, you know, who is Satan? Right. Mm. And I, I saw this question posed. Um, this is not actually from anyone who wrote in. I just, I found this online and it was a deep, deep rabbit hole. And then what, what, what drew me to that was I was listening to these people talk who have a YouTube series and they were talking on a podcast there. They go to like abandoned buildings and ghost hunters. Right. And I was listening to them talk about this one experience that they had and everyone out who's listening, watching, I'm just as, I was just as skeptical as you were, but when they're talking about it, they're doing this one place. I forget exactly where it was, but they turned off all their video recording equipment. So that's kind of skeptical. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of right. suspect. Mm -hmm. But they had one person who had their audio recorder on. And this person was a believer. Um, there were two of them there that were that way. But the two main hosts were not. And so they started asking these questions. And they were getting responses and knocks. I don't know how much of that was genuine, you guys. But what I thought was genuine was the believers, the two believers that were there, their reaction to the very last question when they ran out so the first questions they had were you know like are you alone they're like no is anyone with you wait are you is there are there more of is there more than one of you they they like knock once for yes and then like is there are you alone basically i'm trying to keep this straight but they're trying mm -hmm. to trick it to make sure it wasn't just someone messing with them but they asked a lot of questions they gave responses the final question you guys was is, is there heaven and it replied no and the believers ran out and now these these people were talking about it. they're like we didn't really know why but then once we finally got to the car we understood they kind of explained that like a demon's going to try to trick you it, that's their goal here on earth is to deception deception yes. make you believe that no right everything right here and now this is the good stuff get everything out of out of this worldly life that you can right um so let's dive into Satan and the devil. Okay, so the question is, who is Satan? Yes. Okay. Well, we know that from Job, primi primarily from the book of Job, uh, that at least Satan was in the host of angels. Yep. And uh, God and Satan had a conversation in Job. Uh, I think it's Michael Heiser that has a lot of work done on the spiritual realm. Okay. Uh, unseen. Oh, I can't get his book, but off the uh, top of my head what the title is but he's explored a great deal of this okay and uh, i think what we know between job and paul uh our our uh, struggle is not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers of this dark world mm -hmm. and yes it happens there is a darkness out there satan is in control of that uh satan is a fallen angel we know that much from isaiah that he was beautiful, he was articulate, but he had at least five different facets of his being that were in opposition to God. Okay. Because his I wills, the I wills of, of Satan in his fall, were basically challenging who God is. And so that's the nature of Satan. Satan's nature is to challenge directly the authority of God. Mm. in our perceptions. So basically, Satan's role is to trick us up 
Okay. So that we end up on the uh, the dark side, if you will, <laughs> right. of this spiritual skirmish. That's why that uh, demon in that room could say, no, there's no heaven. Right. Because he knew he had some takers, yeah. Even though they had two believers, and said, "Whoa, now we know who red this, flag." Yep. Now we know who the spirit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those times, you're going to do spiritual warfare in places that the spirits you are going to entangle are dark spirits, demonic spirits, because God doesn't work that way. Yeah. God doesn't work that way. Those spirits are left over from from struggles in the past. God doesn't work that way. He's redeeming people. He's bringing them to himself. The the Holy Spirit is mainly, as I understand it, the only spirit that the believer needs to be in touch with on this side of the grave. Saying like seeking out just the Holy Spirit. Yeah, seek the Holy Spirit. Not try to make contact with any other ghosts or anything. In fact, I'd say any other spirit than the Holy Spirit is dangerous territory for any believer. Hmm. Okay. I I think I need to be quite that dogmatic because there's so much danger. Sure. Ouija boards are are footholds for Satan. Okay. And we don't want to give Satan a foothold. And we know from Paul's writings that... Satan will manifest himself as an angel of light. Hmm. He's that deceptive. Okay. So that's why we as Christians then need to be so attentive to the Holy Spirit yeah. that we can test spirits. Okay. That makes sense. I, I see the fascination with, you know, trying to get video recordings of ghosts and test out, you know, get questions answered and stuff like that. But the dark I, side. I, yeah, yeah. Playing with the dark side. Well, playing with the dark side's dangerous stuff. I yeah. Don't do it. Makes sense. Uh, it just is. And mm-hmm. I think there's always that group that dismiss it and then get excited when something right. happens, and uh, they want to. They want to be excited. Right. Get excited about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Get in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the anointing. Go for it. Yeah, I get it. That there, makes sense. There's enough spiritual warfare out there for oh yeah a long time, and I think the subtleties bother me. The subtleties are where Christians could get tripped up. Yeah, I get that, and I kind of look at it. You know, if I was if if from the devil's perspective, from Satan's perspective, from the evil spirits or whatever it's ex- perspective, they wouldn't want to come out and just make themselves like normal, right? Like like. Oh yeah, of course, you know, anyone can talk to a ghost and stuff like that because then, you know, it would kind of lose its, you know, seeking allure, you know, because people don't want to find it. But since it's hidden, it's kind of appealing. Yes, of course. You don't want to figure it out, but gives you just a little bit to kind of be like, oh man, did you see that? Did you hear that? That's always what Satan does. Yeah. Just gives you a little bit Mm -hmm. to hook you in. Right. And like I say, the difference between the, the Holy Spirit and these spirits these dark spirits is they might give you Satan might give you the ability in your flesh to do certain things. Yeah. And that's all you get. Right. Cause he's going to remain in control. Mm-hmm. When we sell our, when we become doulos servants, bond servants in the Holy spirit, then we're, we become, uh, a conduit through which God can move mm-hmm. in miracu- miraculous, mysterious, wonderful ways. 
and we can't control it other than the fact that God lets us do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's by the spur of the minute. Yep. So it, it's, it's uh, putting ourselves in God's hands. Whereas Satan wants to allure you and hook you in and be in control of you. He wants control of you. Yep. God wants your participation with him. Yep. I think that's a good segue. Because um, we're talking about, you know, what does Satan want you to think? And I've got some, this might end up being a two-parter, you guys. I, I, I do think this might end up going long. So just be on the lookout for that. But um, so I found this kind of list of different lies, and I want to know what you think. Um, so the first one is God doesn't want to hear from you anymore, not after you've ignored him for so long. That's a lie. Yeah. Definitely. God is always, always very much attentive to us. Yeah. And he's actually, I think, through his Holy Spirit, he's actually looking for those moments when he realized that we're at our end and he, he we're ready to seek him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most of the time, we as human beings sort of like to do it our way. So he has to look for them, mm -hmm. those moments when we're ready. Yep. I saw a pastor talk about this online once where he was, uh, there was this kid in the audience and they were kind of doing a question and answer after the service. And he was like, Do I have to, um, give up smoking weed in order to, you know, follow Jesus. And the pastor said, no. And he goes, no, like this marijuana, do I have to give up marijuana? Pastor's like, no. Do I have to, and he pulls out his weed, marijuana, and holds it. He goes, do I have to give this up? He goes, no. He goes, come to Jesus first. Mm -hmm. Seek him first. All those things that are going to happen and change in your life, do it with Jesus in you. Amen. Not without his help. It's much harder. Yeah. Do, it, do it because of the works that he does through you. Right. Yeah. That the Spirit nudges you towards. And it. I'd nudge you in that process. Set a couple Ebenezers in the place saying, so that you recognize how far God is taking you yeah. by faith. That, that's, that's the purpose of having mm -hmm. an Ebenezer. Those markers that say, you know what? God's brought me this way. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that... And, and that helps worship. Yep, I agree. Uh, lie number two. This world is too wicked and scary for you to ever find happiness or peace. Yeah, that would be a lie. The difference is that the peace often comes in the middle of chaos mm -hmm. for, for someone who's a believer. And so what Satan would like to trip us up is, well, we need to come across, we need to, separate ourselves from all this chaos so that we can have our own peace. It's yeah. basically of our own making then. And uh, yeah, it's a lie. Yeah. Even in the midst of chaos and, you know, hardships, God has a plan. That's right. That brings peace and joy. Yeah. Um, lie number three, because God loves you, your behavior ultimately doesn't matter at all that much. Oh, go on sinning that grace might abound. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no big deal. Romans 6. Uh, I think, yeah, we covered that neatly in Sunday school. The fact that, uh, no, it, who are we in Christ? Mm -hmm. Who are we in Christ? If we're saved and acknowledge his salvation, then it's not so much what we do that it affects our salvation, but what we do affects how others see yeah. our salvation. I see. And 
in that Romans passage, in fact, you get off to chapters 13 and 14, uh, that, that stumbling block we create by our behavior is as much important. Yeah, we can do just about anything, but how does that affect how others see yeah. who Christ is in us? Right. Yeah, that's a tricky one because there's a little bits of truth in that lie, but at the very end is where it's... But that's Satan's way of doing yeah, things. Yeah. Give you just a little bit of truth to color the lie. Mm-hmm. And, and he did that in the temptation of Christ. I mean, that's a good example. Right. He put, he even used scripture. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's Satan's way. Yeah. The just truth part truth. Is, is so because God loves you, your behavior ultimately does matter. That's the thing. It's not that he won't forgive you. No. Because he will. Because we will stumble, we right. will fall. But it matters to God. That's the tricky part. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does matter. Uh, not for his sake, but it's for ours. Yes. Yeah. Uh, lie number four. If you can't gain a testimony about something right away, it must not be true. Gain a testimony. Yeah. About something right away. Um, Can you define testimony in that? So... On here is you know the fact. If you can't gain the insights, that's what I'm going to say. The uh, this is what happened. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say it's closer, you know, to the facts. So if you can't gain your answers right away, then it must not be true. Okay, so it's sort of what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. If there Don doesn't have an insight, exactly. all right, yeah. then it must not be true. That's right. Uh, that one's really fuzzy. Because I think God doesn't always reveal everything right away. Right. What I find in, in my walk with the Lord is uh, he's not going to give me the whole storyline. Yeah. So I don't ask him for it anymore. Right. Sometimes that's scary when he does. And so I ask him for the next step. Mm-hmm. So that I can walk confidently in my journey with him in the next step. Yeah. And that's okay. There's a lot to this one because there's, you know, there's, it's a great blessing to be had in unanswered prayer. Mm-hmm. And if you can see that when you ask God for this, he's heard it, he will answer it, you have no idea how long that's going to take. Exactly. There's might be, you know, he might be planning for you to have moments of reflection on this, moments of suffering through this question that you want answered so badly, you want to be rid of this grief, this this disdain, and and... It's going to take a little bit. It's going to take a little bit. I don't want to steal thunder from my Sunday sermon, but if you would look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3, you realize that there are steps in our walk to testing and approving what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And those are heavy-duty steps Mm -hmm. of shedding our way of normally doing things and putting on the way God wants us to do things. Yep. And it it hinges on our worship and our faith. Yeah, and it's always worth the effort too. It is. And you know, those are those are not things you can buy at the store. They're not tangible. Right. But you can't test and approve what God's will is mm-hmm. without them. Yeah. That'd be like one of the differences between, you know, just uh, having your phone be your Bible and having a hard Bible that you read every day. 
It's like the devotional versus uh, the study. You know, I can go to my smartphone and type in, you know, you know, all these questions that we have here today, right? right. But they're, you know, get the exact answers. So like, you know, who was Satan? I can type that in and I can find, you know, a gobs of stuff. Billion your life your lifetimes worth of, you know, content on there to read about it. And they're all answers on there. But to look at the Bible and to read through the Bible and to see, let the Bible answer it for you. Let the word of God answer it for you. That pause, that reflection in it. There's the truth. Yeah. And the depth of those answers then reflect, I mean, what? 4,000, almost 5,000 years. Yep. Yeah. Like that one. All right. What are we on? What are we on? Line number five. You're you're keeping track. I hope I'm so. just here to answer <laughs> questions. Yep. All right, all right, all right. Okay, line number five. I have the easy job. That's right. <laughs> Confessing your sins will only hurt the people you love. To spare them that pain, you must keep it a secret. Oh, that's a lie. That's a big lie. That's a lie on two levels because in John 1, 1 John 1, 8 and 9, it says confess your sins and God is faithful and just and will forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And the second part is, you know, and the, if you don't confess your sins, you're making God out to be a liar. Mm -hmm. On two levels, James would say in chapter chapter five that we should confess our sins one to another. Uh, part of that then changes relationship. What that lie wants to do is cover it up so it doesn't. So the mask I've put on can't reveal who I really am. Yeah. Whereas what God wants us to do, especially in the church, in the community of faith, is let's get rid of the masks. Yeah. We've all got them, all yes, got them. and we all understand that. Mm -hmm. And the truth will affect how people see us. Yeah. But it's not about us. Mm -mm. It's about who God will transform us to be through the movement of his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Ephesians 4, 25, 26, it talks about us taking off the old and putting on the new. I think so many times in our Christian world, we negate the importance of the transformation God wants his people to have. Yeah. I think it's as big a transformation as it was for Abraham, Abram to become Abraham, Sarah, Sarai to become Sarah, as much of a transformation as it was for Paul to be Paul rather than Saul right. anymore. Uh, I think of, of uh, Peter, how he was before John 21 and who we meet him to be in Acts chapter 2 and 3. Yep. I mean, it's di almost a different guy. So you're saying if you continue to just live out your life, not burden anybody with your shortcomings and sins, you're denying that transformation. Right, because you can't take care of it. Yeah. And you don't have anybody to keep you accountable for taking care right. of it. And, you know, we all need to be changed. Beep. Okay. We lost a battery on one of the recording devices. Okay. That's okay. All right. So true? yeah, what Satan's saying here is just, you know, it's the unselfish thing to do to 
keep it a secret. Don't burden anybody with your problems. It's much easier to just say, you know, everything's fine. Which which one is more selfish? Oh, I would say that's more selfish. Not saying it. Yeah. Not putting it out there that, hey, I'm working with the sin of lust or I'm working with pornography. That's more selfish. That's more selfish. That's more selfish. Less selfish. Which oh, to like, say it is less selfish. Okay. To admit it is less selfish, I would okay. say. And so if I admit my sin to you and you help me walk through it, that's more selfish? No. That's less selfish. Less selfish. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to get that straight. Yeah, I kind of got flipped around in my head a little bit. Um, I mean, doing that in a community of faith is work. Yeah. Because then not only are you listening to my sin and help me walk through that sin, that's going to take effort on your part mm-hmm. as well as effort on my part. Yeah. But likely that could happen the other way around. Right. We're both working extra hard. Mm-hmm. As long as we're wearing masks to church, we don't have to worry about those things. That's right. <laughs> right? Yep. That's just a masquerade. So what happens if the church all of a sudden, yeah, masquerade, mm-hmm. uh, lets the masks go? Yep. Let them go. It'll be work. Yes, yep. you're correct. I think guys kind of... Uh, might be more prone to do this kind of stuff, you know, because we have to kind of, you know, you come home every day, hard work. You don't want to complain about that every day. No. no, there's some feelings you've got with something. You kind of push those aside. But that's not necessarily the bad thing. The bad thing is that if you're struggling because of those hardships and you, it's causing you to sin, that's, that's the selfish part that you really got to talk to someone to. Right. You know? Well, and then we guys tend to let it build up a little build bit extra high. Much, and then yeah. it also, even if we aren't saying it, it's affecting our actions. And so then our wives go, what happened to you today? Yeah. You know, and then we realize it's seeping out through the edges, whether mm-hmm. we wanted it to or not. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. All right, everyone. We're going we're gonna to break this up because we have a lot more stuff on this to cover. So we're going to make it into two parts. So... Next week, we'll do the uh, devil is in the details part two. So join us for that. There's still a lot of good stuff there to talk still about. a lot though. of good stuff. But uh, Don, will you pray us out? I can do that. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to talk about who you are and who you want us to understand you to be. You also have discover, uh, disclosed the details of that adversary, Satan. So guide us by your Holy Spirit as we consider more of who you are and who you're calling us to be. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us. Tune in next week for the rest of it, and uh, we will see you then. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.